This is the final week of our Marvel series. We love to watch movies about superheroes who conquer evil and save the world. We love to see amazing displays of power that bring about good and inspire hope. The incredibly popular Marvel movies and superheroes have made for a fun starting point for this series. Uh, that's been our entry into our study of the amazing miracles performed by Jesus, our Savior. I've enjoyed preparing for these messages and uh, trying to find some points of connection with Marvel movies and characters. Until uh, recently, I didn't know much uh, about Marvel at all. Uh, Pastor Luke and Pastor Chris are the, the Marvel experts on our staff, and they've been teaching me. <laughs> Earlier this year, I started uh, to learn more about Marvel when we gave uh, our son a book explaining the stories behind the superheroes. His favorite superhero changes almost every day. <laughs> One day it's uh, the Hulk, then Spider-Man, then Captain America. When we bought him superhero underwear, <laughs> he was so excited, he'd pull down his pants to show people. <laughs> Our daughter has a clear favorite superhero. Captain Marvel. That's her favorite because, as Annie proudly says, she's a girl. <laughs> In the world of Marvel comics and movies, Captain Marvel is really Carol Danvers. She was once an Air Force captain. She could fly higher and faster than any other pilot. She even went on secret missions in outer space. She once caught an alien spy stealing a mysterious device. Carol stopped the thief, but the device exploded. She was zapped by a strange energy that gave her special abilities. With her new powers, Carol Danvers became Captain Marvel. She can fly and fire energy beams from her hands. She uses, uses that energy for good to protect the planets in the galaxy, especially her home planet, Earth. I love this description in a book we read to our kids. Carol Danvers was zapped by a strange energy that gave her special abilities. What if, in real life, there was a kind of strange energy that could equip and empower you and me? What if ordinary people like us could tap into extraordinary power for our good? and for the good of those around us. Wouldn't that be great? Our scripture reading describes such power, the power of the Holy Spirit. This is for you and me. The experience of the day of Pentecost is not just a historic event. It can become a present reality for you. God says through the prophet Joel, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Men and women, old and young, rich and poor. That definitely includes you and me. Jesus promises his followers, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses to the ends of the earth. Jesus fulfilled that promise on the day of Pentecost, which we celebrate today. Pentecost comes from the Greek word, meaning 50th, 50th. It originally referred to the 50th 
day after Passover. In the Old Testament, Pentecost was an agricultural festival when the community would come together to thank God for the first fruits or the early harvest. In the New Testament, Pentecost falls on the 50th day of Easter and takes on a new meaning in the context of Jesus' resurrection. In our reading for today, the apostles and others from all around the world gathered in Jerusalem on the day of Pentecost. Then God did something remarkable. There was a sudden sound like the rush of a mighty wind from heaven, followed by tongues of fire distributed and resting on each one of them. As a result, the apostles began to speak in languages they didn't know. They couldn't speak in these languages before, but now they're speaking in these languages, enabled by God, and these languages were understood by Jews and converts from many nations. Each heard their own language being spoken, and they were amazed. They could hear and understand the wonders of God in their own languages. It was the language of the heart. There's such power in the language of the heart. There's, there's such power when the good news of Jesus reaches us in the language of our hearts. It's like our hearts are open so that what we couldn't understand before because it seemed like a foreign language, now we can understand. The good news of Jesus can reach each one of us. It has reached me in the language of the heart. The experience of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost involved power from God, fire from God, and languages from God. What does that mean? Wherever there's an experience of the Holy Spirit, Jesus brings a new power, a new fire and passion, a new language to your life. All of this is a miracle of Jesus. Jesus promises the Holy Spirit. He says, I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The spirit of truth. The world can't accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans, Jesus says. I will come to you. And this is how Jesus comes to us through the gift of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit conveys the personal presence and power of Jesus. This is the strange energy of God that is given to us. This is a wonderful gift from Jesus that he offers you and me. It's a great miracle of Jesus because by his Spirit, he is with us. Wherever we are, by his spirit, Jesus is in more than one place at the same time. By his spirit, Jesus is with you always and everywhere. The way you receive this promise is by repentance, by turning away from the bad things, and by faith, by believing and trusting in Jesus that's how you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The evidence that you've received the Holy Spirit will be seen 
in a life of following Jesus. Not that we're perfect, we, we all make mistakes, but the direction of our lives, if we've received this gift, if our hearts are set on Christ, should be clear enough that we're following Jesus. That's, that's where we're headed. And that's evidence of the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives, that, that we're following Jesus and becoming more like Jesus and participating in a transformed community. I want to return one last time to the world of Marvel. The superhero Iron Man made his first appearance in Marvel Comics in 1963. His alter ego is Tony Stark, a wealthy businessman and uh, ingenious scientist. Stark became Iron Man by surviving a plane crash that left him with severe damage to his chest and his heart. He crawled to a box that contained an advanced form of technology, an artificial heart. He implanted it into his chest and went on to create a powered suit of armor that he would use uh, to protect the world as Iron Man. The artificial heart saved his life. I know that's fiction, uh, the world of comic books and movies, but in real life, the heart matters. And Jesus offers a gift to each of us that's meant to go to our hearts, to give us a new heart, to give us a new way of life. Jesus offers us this gift that gives us life spiritually. The Holy Spirit enables the people of God to feel, experience, and know in their hearts the love of God. It's the kind of knowledge that travels from your head to your heart. When we begin to understand what this means, we'll react much the same way the early disciples did, with amazement. When you begin to grasp the power of God's love for you, you'll begin to marvel at the goodness and the glory of God. In his book, All I Want Is You, Sandy Miller describes attending a conference in California some years ago at which he saw the Spirit of God moving in powerful ways. And if you as a Christian have never seen evidence of the Spirit of God moving in powerful ways, two things. First, you're missing out. But second, the good news is this gift is for you and it's something God wants you to see, wants you to experience. So keep seeking. Don't give up. Continue to pursue the Spirit of God. And so he saw the Spirit of God moving in these powerful ways. And sometimes it's like with what we might call fireworks, you know, the, like the reading from the book of Acts, these just dramatic displays. Sometimes the Spirit of God moves no less powerfully, but in more subtle ways, kind of beneath the surface, really reaching us at the deepest levels of who we are. And that's what he saw. He saw God's Spirit moving powerfully among the people there at this conference. And when it, when it was over, he went for a long walk on the beach. He writes, as I was walking, I was caught up with the excitement of all that lay ahead and the thrill of the Spirit of God. I was saying, Lord, I will give you anything you want. 
I will do anything you want me to do. And he says, I confess I was rather immodestly listing one or two of the things I thought the Lord might want me to do (laughs) to contribute to the kingdom of God. It wasn't a very long list for obvious reasons. I can honestly claim to have only heard the Lord speak about three times in this way, but as clearly as I have ever heard him speak, he said, all I want is you. All I want is you. And Miller continues, I found that really hard to take because I can cope with people who are cross with me, offended or upset. What's much harder is to see this love from Jesus, and yet we let him down again and again, and all he wants is us, all of us. It was the most humbling thing. Jesus can do anything he likes, but all he wants is you. This gift of the Holy Spirit is a gift for you. It's not from me, it's from Jesus. And it's a gift that he wants to give every one of you. It's for every one of his followers. When you believe in Jesus, as you place your trust in him, he gives you the gift of the Holy Spirit. This is the gift that keeps on giving. It keeps on giving because the Spirit gives life continually, each day and moment. And Jesus gives the Spirit without measure. It's not a little bit. It's not a a teaspoonful. It's the Spirit of God, unleashed, poured out, given to you and to me without measure. This is the Spirit of truth, Jesus says. The one he says will guide you into all truth. This gift, God's Spirit dwelling in you and you dwelling in God, also keeps on giving because as you allow it to, this gift will transform you from the inside out. How you think, what you desire, how you speak, how you interact with others, how you see the world, what you set your heart on, how you treat especially the people you'd rather not be around. All of that can be and will be continually transformed as this gift of the Holy Spirit, as Jesus, by his Spirit, lives in you, and as you, by faith, receive this great gift and grow in grace. And the sad tragedy is, many times, Christians are just content staying at the same place spiritually, as if, no, that's enough. I don't want any more of your grace in my life, God. I just want to know I'm going to heaven. And you know what? That's such, a, that's such a, a short-sighted view of the gospel. It's a total distortion of the gospel to think, I'm just, I just need to get right with God so that I can live my life, and then when I die, I can be beamed up to heaven, and that's it. And that is so, that is so superficial. When Jesus wants to pour out his Holy Spirit right now into your life to change your relationships, to change your way of thinking, to change what you pursue, how you live, how I live, so that together we can do our part to build the kingdom of God. And I think Jesus looks at his church today, and I think he's, he's looking for people who aren't going to settle. Because we have a compromised church in our country, by and large. 
And Jesus says, I want to give you so much more. I want to do so much. If only you'd ask. If only you'd seek me. On the day of Pentecost, the early followers of Jesus were filled with the Holy Spirit. That indwelling of God's Spirit enabled them to see the miraculous, to speak in ways that others could understand, ways that created these connections across all kinds of boundaries that were supposed to divide people, and yet it was God's vision for a greater purpose, which was the salvation of the world. And filled with the Holy Spirit, they declared in the language of the heart God's wonder so others could hear and respond in faith to the good news of Jesus. The same Holy Spirit is alive and at work today. Do you believe that? It's true. Through the Holy Spirit, you can live a life of faith, hope, and love. Through the Holy Spirit, you can receive new life, purpose, and direction, and strength from God for each moment and situation. Because this is the gift that keeps on giving. Through the Holy Spirit, no matter what your physical condition may be, on the inside, where it counts, you can be spiritually alive. God has poured out his love into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, whom he has given to us. For us to be filled with the Holy Spirit is not just a one-time experience. We're to go on being filled with the Spirit. It's like breath for your soul. And how limited would we be physically if we just, at the start of the day, took one big breath and then held it? We wouldn't get very far. And so it is spiritually. The Spirit of God is like a respiration, a breathing, continually breathing out and breathing in, receiving and growing in this gift of the Holy Spirit. I need that continuously. I need that every day. I pray each morning for the Holy Spirit to fill me anew, to guide me, form me, shape me, and lead me. I don't want to be led by myself. I want to be led by the Spirit of God. My hope each day is to pay attention to the Spirit's nudges and whispers. When I do, I find myself right in the middle of something God is up to. There are times when I'm weary, and yet the Holy Spirit strengthens me. There are times when I'm working on my sermons and I'm stuck, and imagine that, a pastor tongue-tied, not knowing what to say. It happens quite frequently to this pastor. And then a thought will come into my mind that is precisely what I need. And I believe this is the work of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is for everybody, for you and me. My prayer for you is that you would be led, shaped, and empowered by the Spirit of God today. Some of you right now may be in particular need of the power of the Holy Spirit. Maybe there are health challenges uh, affecting you or someone you love. Maybe worries personal struggles, fears about an unknown future, or other burdens have left you exhausted. Maybe despair or discouragement has taken root in your soul. Perhaps you're stuck in a rut, or you feel like you're wandering 
aimlessly. You might need guidance for a decision you're facing. Maybe there's something in your life that is keeping you from walking closely with God. So you need to get rid of that thing. You need to walk away from it. You could be holding on to anger or a grudge or withholding forgiveness from someone. Did you know withholding forgiveness from someone can affect your relationship with God in negative ways? It can be like a a wall that is built up brick by brick every time you consciously refuse to forgive. Every time you withhold, it's like you're adding another brick to this wall that's building up and potentially blocking your relationship with God. Maybe you've hurt someone by what you've said or done, and you're the one who needs to seek forgiveness. Maybe you've been hurt by someone. Maybe you have an injured heart. You don't have to hold on to that pain anymore. God gives you the power to let it go. I'd like each one of you to be personally prayed for today, that God would would fill you again, or maybe for the first time, with the power of the Holy Spirit. In a moment, I'm gonna invite you in response to God's word to come forward to one of our prayer stations. And there, one of our pastors or church leaders will anoint your forehead with oil and pray for you. As we see many times in the Bible, anointing with oil in the name of the Lord is, it's a powerful channel of God's presence. And so as we anoint you, we'll pray that you'll be filled with the Holy Spirit, that you will be strengthened by this gift that keeps on giving. Will those assisting me please come forward now? Jesus calls you to be filled and strengthened with the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus can do anything he likes, but all he wants is you. Won't you come?
Let us pray. Come, Holy Spirit, fill us. We are yours. We belong to you. Use us, we pray, that the love of Christ will flow through us into this world to bring hope, to bring healing, to bring the good news of your redeeming love for all of us, for we all desperately need it. And we thank you that you abundantly provide it through this great gift of your Holy Spirit. And now we pray in Jesus' name, and as he taught us, we pray together, our Father, who art in